this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my Central. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in to a brand new Major League Baseball betting podcast on the award-winning Action Network. This is Payoff Pitch, where we come to you just before the month of April, and we get set for another Major League Baseball season. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen, joined by senior editor at the Action Network, Colin Whitchurch, and senior writer, Sean Zarillo. We are very excited to get ready for the 2022 baseball season. This is considered, call it our soft launch of this podcast, Payoff Pitch. More is coming. We're going to have division-by-division previews in the first week of April and get set for first pitch of the 2022 season. And once the season is underway, every Tuesday and Friday, we will come to you on Payoff Pitch to give you a nightly betting preview of the night's slate. So consider this our welcome to you. And we're looking forward to diving into futures today. We're doing division futures going throughout Major League Baseball, division by division. And we'll have more in-depth division previews, as I mentioned, on future episodes. Sean Zarillo, we'll start with you, sir. We're going to start with the AL East. And please reveal to us we like coming out of the East in 2022. I'm going to take the Toronto Blue Jays plus 1100 to win the World Series at BetMGM. This number was actually higher last week, plus 1200. But our content moves lines, people. If you're new here, you should know when we put out a piece of content that gives projections that tells you what to bet, those lines will move within two hours. Gave out a divisional price minus 125 was minus 170 within 90 minutes. Gave out the Blue Jays plus 1200 to win the World Series at FanDuel. It's plus 950, and it was at that number within 90 minutes of me posting the line. So you need to listen. You need to get your bets in before the lines move. And the plus 1,100 number on the Jays out there, I think, is value. It's my favorite World Series bet for the 2022 season. My projections align much more closely with Fangraphs than Pakoda. Pakoda likes the Yankees to win the division by eight games. Zips has the, the Blue Jays winning by a couple of games. I actually have Tampa finishing in front of the Yankees. So if I'm going to pick a second-place team, it's going to be the Rays. But... The Jays, 44% listed at Zips to win the AL East. That's plus 127 implied. 12.3% to win the World Series. That's plus 713 implied. You can get numbers 185 to win the division, 190. I think that's still worth betting, even though I gave out plus 225 last week and plus 1100 to win the World Series. I think that's actionable down to about that plus 950, 10 to 1 number. So the Toronto Blue Jays are my World Series pick for 2022. Colin, do you agree with me on this one? Look. I do agree with you, Zerillo. I'm going to tell the, the listeners right now, this isn't going to be the first time that Zerillo and I align, but we are going to disagree on occasion. But I'm going to pick my best bet in similar fashion to you with Toronto. I like their division. I like their World Series, but I'm going to focus on their win total here and say over 92 and a half wins for Toronto. 
Look, if this team had Boston or New York across the front of its jersey, its win total would be a lot higher. I don't think that people are just used to Toronto being a favorite, but they should be a favorite. There's plenty of good reasons. It's almost insane to think about that this team lost Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray during the offseason and are still considered this strong of a favorite in the eyes of, of the two of us. They brought in Kevin Gaussman to help shore up that rotation and Matt Chapman from the Oakland Athletics. Chapman had a down year offensively last year, but will at least improve their defense. Look, the rotation is really deep with five guys who are bona fide major league starting pitchers. And that's before you even get to Ross Stripling, who's a competent swing man in case of injury. Norm Nate Pearson, who was a top prospect not all that long ago, but has dealt with injuries over the last couple of years. If Pearson hits, that's just an added bonus. The one question mark probably about Toronto is their bullpen. They don't have a lot of name recognition, but Jordan Romero has a chance to be one of the top closers in the game. And they have guys like Adam Simber, Yimi Garcia, Trevor Richards, Trent Thornton, and David Phelps, who aren't names that casual baseball fans are going to know, but they're all established major leaguers who can get outs behind that awesome rotation. Vladimir Guerrero said at the start of spring training, last year was the trailer. This year is the movie with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm buying into the hype. I like them over 92 and a half wins. Yeah, I'm at 93.8, so I tend to agree. Just to be clear, these gentlemen, Sean Zarillo and Colin Whitchurch, they provide great written content over on the Action Network. But also, we're going through each division and picking our favorite bet from said division. So, of course, Sean is going to a World Series future on the Jays. Colin likes a win total projection as well. And we're going to do all six divisions. And then in future episodes, as I mentioned off the top, we will go division by division and pick division winners. So in this case, we're just trying to find get a general sense of how we feel about some of the better teams uh, across Major League Baseball. So we move now to the AL Central. Sean Zarilli, what do you like? Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. Second consecutive year, I'm taking the Tigers under. This was a painful two-unit loss last season, but we're going to try to ride it again. I was actually on the Tigers early in the offseason this year before they made any signings, before the bias signing. I thought they had a chance to get Carlos Correa with AJ Hinch being in their dugout. None of it panned out. Don't really love the improvements that they made to their team. And I think the market has overcorrected relative to the improvements that they actually made. I upgraded their projected true talent level by 10 wins relative to the end of last season. But I still make them about a 74-win team, 73.6, the lowest projection around the market. On Detroit, 67.4, the highest 75. So every single projection likes them to go under their win total at 78 and a half. I grabbed an under 80 and a half at Bet Rivers last week. That number came down at 78 and a half across the market. I would bet this down to 76 and a half. I'm under by about five wins, market closer to six wins in terms of liking the Tigers to trend under their total. Sabermetrics platform, Pakoda has them at the 67.4, as Sean mentioned. Colin, where are you exploring in terms of a favorite bet out of the AL Central? I'm really excited about this bet because it's my opportunity to inform the casual betting public about one of my favorite pitchers of the 2022 season, Joe Ryan. People might not know Ryan, but prospect folks have been waiting for this for a while. He came to Minnesota from Tampa in the Nelson Cruz deal last summer. And in fact, he was traded away while pitching for Team USA in the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Baseball prospectuses, Pakoda projections have Ryan's 50th percentile outcome for the 2022 season as the 20th most valuable pitcher in baseball in 2022. Not rookies, of any pitcher. 
His 50th percentile warp projection of 2.4 is in line with such established pitchers as Freddie Peralta, Julio Urias, Blake Snell, Jose Barrios, Yu Darvish. In a cup of coffee last year, Ryan made five starts and struck out 30 batters against just five walks in 26 and two-thirds innings. So he's shown the ability to get major league hitters out already, just not in a huge sample size. He has all the makings of a solid mid-rotation guy. The AL Rookie of the Year race is stacked. You have guys like Bobby Witt Jr., Spencer Torkelson, Julio Rodriguez. That's just to name a few. Joe Ryan's sitting right down there at 20 to 1 right now, and I love that value for a guy who's already going to enter the season in the rotation and health pending, which we can say about anyone, is going to rack up 140, 150 innings at least. 20 to 1, I think, is solid value for someone who is supremely underrated right now in the betting market. All right. Very nice. So a player future, Joe Ryan to win AL rookie of the year. Let's go to the AL West, a division that got very exciting down the stretch last year in major league baseball, Houston, holding on to win the division, Seattle Mariners. They were the fun team down the stretch and Oakland finished at 86 wins. The angels underperforming at just 77 wins and the Rangers at 60 wins. Sean Zarillo, I think you got another win total for us. What do you like in this division? You mentioned the Mariners being a fun team last year, and they led the league in fun differential, but they were a 14-win overachiever based on Pythagorean run differential. They were supposed to be a 76-win team. They ended up winning 90 games. Now, I know our Action Network Slack, a big fan of this Mariners team. I know Colin Whitchurch is a fan of this Mariners team, the direction that they're headed. And apologies to our contributors like Mike Ionello and Stan McGrath, who love these Mariners, but I have to bet the under 84 and a half here. I actually believe I got an 86 and a half, 85 and a half last week. Would bet it down to probably 84 and a half, maybe even 83 and a half. It's, it's come down though. Like the Tigers, the projection market, everybody likes the Mariners to go under. High of 83 from Bakota, low of 76 from Davenport. I'm personally at 79.7. So I see them as a 500 team. Upgraded their true talent ranking by nine wins relative to the end of last season. So I see an upgrade clearly for Seattle just not as much as the market is giving them. So going to be an under for me. It's a bit of a hold your nose under because I clearly see the upside for where this team is headed. Regardless of last season, they should be better. That said, I have to go under on the numbers alone. Colin, you care to weigh in on the Mariners briefly? I'm drinking the Mariners Kool-Aid. I'm probably going to be sprinkling some money on a Mariners ALS future because I think the Astros are vulnerable, but it's, it's cautious optimism. I think that they have, once we see Julio Rodriguez come up, if, if Kellenic can reach his, his ceiling, you know, if Robbie Ray can perform like he did last year, I think there's a lot of optimism there, but I understand the cautiousness and I understand Zerillo's bet because of it. My ALS bet is going to be from the basement of the division and the basement of the league, the Oakland athletics. Most people listening to this podcast have probably seen the movie major league owner goes out of their way to actively sabotage their team's chance of winning. We're seeing that in real life right now in Oakland, they're selling out all of the spare parts they can trying to actively make their team as bad as possible. And guess what? It's working. You know us, we're a Major League Baseball team. But since we haven't won a pennant in over 30 years, nobody recognizes us, not even in our own hometown. That's why we carry the American Express card. Win totals right now have Oakland at 70 and a half, and I think that's 
shooting the moon right now. I think this is a 100 loss roster. They still have Sean Manaya and Frankie Montes in the rotation, but for how much longer they've been actively shopping them all off season, they're probably going to be moving on by July at the latest. Currently, Fangraph's roster resources have two non-roster invitees in their starting lineup, Eric Thames and Billy McKinney. They, they have some major league experience, but we're still talking about non-roster invites. These guys weren't free agent behemoths. So Oakland's going to be the worst team in the AL West by a long shot. They're going to challenge Baltimore for worst team in all of baseball, Baltimore and Pittsburgh probably. Under 70 and a half is an absolute hammer for me. We're talking about 100 plus losses there. Woo. Wow. For a second there, when you said it's working, I thought you were talking about their two and six record in spring training. So I guess they're off to a good start in that department. <laughs> yes. Let's move to the National League. We'll start in the East. The departure, of course, the reigning World Series champion Atlanta Braves. They no longer have Freddie Freeman, who we might discuss later on in this episode. Again, we're bringing you Payoff Pitch, our newest Action Network podcast. Payoff Pitch is a brand new Major League Baseball betting podcast and be sure to check us out review rate review and subscribe and we'll have future episodes starting in april division by division picks for teams coming out of each division and then every tuesday and friday night once the season is underway we will come to you to give you a nightly betting slate preview we go to the nl east sean another win total yeah taking the miami marlins over 75 and a half wins here at caesar's they were a very popular over team coming into last season after making the expanded playoffs in 2020. They had overachieved in that 2020 season. They underachieved by five wins last year, saw all the good luck, and then got all the bad luck as everybody expected them to potentially rise up the standings. But I'm pretty high on the Marlins coming into the season, projected them at 79.9 wins. So 4.4 wins over their listed total. That's higher than I have any other team relative to their listed total. So I'm higher on the Marlins than the other team for an overbet. The market projection likes them too. Every market projection has them at 75 wins or higher, low is 75 from Davenport, and actually a high of 80.1 from Zips. So a tick higher than I am. I'm a bit higher than the market, about four wins higher, market about two wins higher, but I'm just going to go with my numbers here. Marlins over, and I like the direction that they're headed going forward. Tons of cost-controlled, young, high upside starting pitchers. We should continue to boost them for the next three or four years. How about you, Colin? What do you like in the NL East? This is very much a hold your nose bet, but I actually like the over on the Washington Nationals. We saw this team hit its basement last year, trading away Max Scherzer, trading away Trey Turner, basically tearing apart that former World Series core from just a few years ago. But I actually like what the Nationals did this offseason, and I, I appreciate the fact that a team that's not projected to be one of the front runners is actually still signing competent major leaguers and trying to field a competent roster. So I like over 71 and a half here for the Nationals. They still have Juan Soto, arguably the best hitter in baseball. They brought in Nelson Cruz in the offseason, and they have competence across the board with established major leaguers like Cesar Hernandez, Josh Bell. People are going to laugh at this, but Steven Strasburg is potentially going to be back in May. If he can even return to 70% of what he was, that's going to be a boost. Um Young guys like Josiah Gray and Kiebert Ruiz, who we saw come over in trades in recent years, have the potential to pop. I actually like Ruiz as, as kind of a stealth NL Rookie of the Year uh, potential. So I'm going to hold my nose a little bit. I think that this is probably among, probably going to be the last place team in the NL East, but I still think that they have enough competence to hit over this 71 and a half. I guess you're... 
the concern for your pick there is just how much better is everyone else in their division? Like they, they're, they're going to have to get you some wins in division, right? With the Mets, the Braves, of course, reigning champs, Philadelphia, all with win totals projected in the mid eighties to low nineties. Yes, that's definitely true. But we saw in this division last year, it was definitely kind of a hodgepodge of mediocrity with Atlanta kind of, yeah. kind of taking Supreme there. And I, I'm a lot lower on the Phillies than the market that, and than on most people, I'm a little bit lower on the Mets. I'm, probably right in line with the market on the Marlins. So I think that, you know, a path to 73, 74 wins is right there for Washington. Very good. Again, Colin Whitchurch, Sean Zarillo, Brendan Glasheen with you here on Payoff Pitch. Let's go to the NL Central, Sean. Yeah, if you're a fan of my content, if you followed me last year, you probably own a piece of Brewers merchandise because they made you a lot of money. They made us a lot of money. Now you're not getting plus 350, plus 400 on their divisional odds this year which the market projected them last year closer to 50%, and we got a 20 to 30% edge on. But I still think you're getting a pretty good edge here on the Brewers. Now, Zips, Pakoda, both higher on the Brewers than I am, right? They have a 10 to 14 win gap relative to the second place finisher in their division. But they see their divisional odds between 72%, 87.7%. So these odds should be, in their opinion, around minus 250 to as high as minus 700. I show about a three-win gap between the Cardinals and the Brewers. I'd still make this divisional projection around 65%, minus 185 implied. Bet minus 125 at FanDuel last week. As I mentioned, that got bet up to minus 170 within two hours. There's still minus 150s out there, and there's actually a minus 130 at Caesars. I would smash the hell out of that. Uh, this, This number should be at least minus 150. Bet it up to minus 150. Brewers repeating NL Central champions, and frankly... Unless the Cardinals play exceptional defense, I don't think anybody's finishing close to them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, it feels like two, right? I'm seeing minus 150 right now on BetMGM. Um, there's a significant drop off. Like, it doesn't feel like there's confidence in the other teams, like a Cardinals, like a Cubs, uh, next in line in terms of the odds to make you think, okay, maybe there is an actual race here. It's a two team race. I think at best it's a two team race. And you're, you're going to tell me that, you know, one of the teams should be as high as 80% on a projection system. I have to bet that up to 65% guaranteed. So while Colin is not taking this exact pick, Colin, a pick in this division that you like sort of reflects what Sean is getting at here. Yeah, Zerillo says this is a two-team race. I think it's a one-team race. I think the Brewers have this division clinched probably by the beginning of September, which is why I'm taking under 85 and a half wins for the St. Louis Cardinals, the projected second-best team in this division. Now, the worry is, as you mentioned, that they are the second-best team in this division. They could easily rack up and hit over this win total against teams like the Pirates, the Reds, and the Cubs down the stretch. But one of the things I look at when I'm picking win totals is disagreement between where the market sets the win total and what Pakoda projects the win total. And the one of the biggest disagreements out there is with the Cardinals. Their over-under is 85 and a half. Pakoda has them at just 80.1 wins. It's a disagreement of more than five. Generally, when that's the case and the disagreement trends toward the under, Pakoda knows what the hell it's talking about. So that's why I like this under the Cardinals have a ton of question marks. You know, they're still relying on the ageless Yadi Molina and Adam Wainwright. Jack Flaherty's already got injury issues before the season even starts. And I really don't like what's behind them with a lot of injury risks in miles Michaelis, um, Dakota Hudson, Steven Matz, who they brought in, uh, who Zarilla knows well from his time in Queens. Um, so I think this is 
the Brewers division. Um, I love Zerillo's bet. Um, to give a little bit of a different angle, I'm going under 85 and a half on the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that under too. So it's not like we're in disagreement there. I just, I think those bets are correlated, right? So it's, it's, I didn't want to weigh on both. I just kind of weighed more on the division and also bet the Cardinals under, but full agreement. It's pretty drastic when you look at Pakoda as well. Again, it's a sabermetrics uh, system that Major League Baseball, uh, you get looks at Major League Baseball player optimizer. Um, Milwaukee is at 87.7% to win the division. And then the next team is St. Louis at just under 7%. But that is by far the 87.7% is the largest number of any team in any division, which brings us to the NL West because you'd think it'd be the Dodgers who want to ton of games last year and so did the Giants and still the Giants didn't win the division despite winning 100 plus games that was uh, something the the Dodgers are just better they're just even more good than they normally are they add more pitching they add Freeman in the lineup um Sean let's get started with you a pick in the NL West yeah just the comment on the Dodgers real quick because they were in my article as well and gave them out at minus 185 they're now minus 210 I still think that's value personally uh you could I mean, I have the Dodgers winning the game, winning their division by more games than other projection systems. I think I'm actually closer to 14 wins, which is where Davenport is. So I think the competitiveness that San Diego and San Francisco showed last year may actually be providing value on the Dodgers divisional futures this year, personally. But I did bet it. My actual best bet, though, at this point for the NL West, I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks over 64 and a half wins. Worst team in baseball last year. So this is probably a hold your nose wager. But they underachieved by nine wins last season, 52 actual, 61 Pythagorean, tons of injuries. And if you just look at their 2022 roster, it looks like a pretty competitive team, 70 to 75 win team. That just extended Ketel Marte. They have a number of guys who were injured last year for at least part of the season. Nick Ahmed, one of my favorite players. So they should be a relatively competitive team if they can keep it healthy. My projection for this year is 68.2. And I'm actually the low man in the projection market. High of 72 from Davenport, everybody between 68 and 72, basically. So over 64 and a half minus 125 at Bet Rivers. That looks like a tremendous bet on the Diamondbacks. I know it's a hold your nose wager, but that's a really low number. How about you, Colin? Let's go to the NL West. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit more fun with this projection because I do agree (laughs) with a lot of what Zarillo said. I think there's value on the Dodgers. And actually talking about Pakoda disagreements with the market, the Giants are actually the biggest disagreement. Pakoda only has them at 77.8 wins. But given last year's surprising thing, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared to take that under because there's no reason they couldn't do something like that again. So I'm going to go a little bit wild here with a, a a fun player prop here. And I'm going to take Freddie Freeman to lead the majors in RBIs, which you can get at 25 plus 2,500 Freeman moved from Atlanta to LA. Everyone knows this. It's one of the most, one of the biggest transactions of the off season. And now Freeman's going to be playing in the best lineup he's ever played in. And that's no shot at Atlanta. He played in some very good lineups there. Obviously they won the world series last year. RBI is a very unpredictable stat but Freeman is going to have plenty of opportunities hitting behind the likes of Mookie Betts, the likes of Trey Turner, his runs above average based on the 24 base out States was 45.52 last year, which was among the best in baseball. That just shows um, for those less familiar with stats like these, how good he was at cashing in on opportunities essentially. So the dude comes through. And when you look at, the odds for something like most RBI you see guys up at the top like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Shohei Otani guys that would 
makes sense. Juan Soto's up there. Freddie Freeman's pretty far down the list at 25 to one. So I just think there's value there in a stat that has so much unpredictability on a hitter that is very predictably good. All right, Freddie. No, no concern about the new contract and being the new flashy name. No concern of that narrative. Dude is robotically good. I don't think it matters where he's playing. You could put him on Mars and he's going to drive in 120 runs. You know, there's just so much consistency there. I love him. Yeah, I think I bet Freddie in this price range, both for most hits and most RBIs last year. So definitely, I, I haven't dug into my stack categories yet, but I like you mentioning this one, Colin. Definitely going to be uh, high on my radar as I look into these. Very good. All right. That was our best bets from each division in Major League Baseball. Payoff pitch, our brand new Major League Baseball betting podcast here at the Action Network. Brendan Glasheen, Sean Zarello, Colin Whitchurch. Want to plug Sean's article that he put up about five days ago. You can find it over on the Action Network. It's titled 2022 MLB Win Totals, Divisional Futures, World Series Bets, Expert Breakdown of Every Team Before Opening Day. That's great stuff from Sean right now over on the Action Network. Again, we are going to be coming to you throughout the season every Tuesday and Friday for a betting preview of the night slate in MLB and also coming in early April just before opening day, just before first pitch for the season. We'll have division by division breakdown in the first week of April on Payoff Pitch. So for Sean Zarello, Colin Whitchurch, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch. We're looking forward to a great season. Again, we'll be back in early April to get you set each division in MLB. We'll see you then.